When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at jwright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producer of the program for us. Glad that he's with us. Sitting across from me is the Kershaw Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist, the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist, United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNOTO. Mark, good day, sir. Welcome back, officially, Jeffrey. You're full, back full time, sort yeah. of. Back full time. I'd say I'm back full time. Less, yeah. less than a week, uh, mm-hmm. week out. It was, a, it was a quick turnaround for you. I'm impressed. Show goes on, Mark. Um, and that, but now this will be the real test. Mm-hmm. We got through week zero. There wasn't really anything you needed to watch in week zero. Let's be honest. Was there, I mean, yeah, Vanderbilt, look, I'll be honest, Vanderbilt looked like they're going to be pretty bad in the SEC, even though they beat I'm Hawaii. St- I'm still so angry at Vanderbilt. And and I'll be honest, as someone who has watched a lot of Navy football over the years because of where I grew up and, you know, I covered them sometimes to watch most, I, I'm going to be honest, looks like a bad Navy team. If just from watching, the, I, I, you know, usually you can tell what's going to be a good Navy team, what's going to be a bad Navy team pretty quickly. That looked like a bad Navy team to me, so I guess you can, for Memphis's sake, that's good news. They play them in a few weeks. I am willing to consider first game, new coach. Well, Notre Dame was like the worst possible yeah. matchup because Notre Dame's Notre Dame up front is legitimately really good, and then you can you can see they largely took the same game plan that kind of worked against Notre Dame last year, mm-hmm. except Notre Dame had horrific quarterback play Mm -hmm. and then this year you see like oh Sam Hartman's like a legitimately capable and he was able to like take advantage usually Navy with a returning quarterback you can tell like usually that's a good sign and it was not a good sign on uh on Saturday no you wanted also like I kind of wanted to get a look at okay what did the new rules look like Mm -hmm. and uh spoiler alert didn't quicken up the games it lessened the games in number of plays, mm-hmm. but yet again, I can give you another reason why 
TV networks are just yeah, out to ruin just the more sport. ads, more commercials. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have less game time. We'll, we'll throw in some Correct. more ads. Correct. We can just squeeze. We gotta, it. Yeah, we gotta fill we the window. Another, man, we got another opportunity. Like throw in another two minutes of ads per oh, break. You mean you haven't seen the Dr Pepper commercial yeah. six times? Yeah. Only five. We'll throw it in a sixth. Heisman House, baby. Who doesn't want to go to Fansville? <laughs> <laughs> well, but this will be the real test. Week one. Can you devour as much college football? As you typically have. I'm certainly going to try. I'm certainly going to try. Because the other thing that's worked out, I think, on Saturdays, I think I might have discovered a secret. That might be an opportunity where I stay up for that late night feeding, and that allows Aaliyah to go to bed, and that gets me like that Pac-12 window. Mm. Which also, RIP. It was a perfect way to start off week zero, with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner mm. playing on Pac-12 Network and no one could watch it. <laughs> like, that 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 was like a, oh, yeah. This, oh, and by the way, if you missed last week, correct. he's back on Pac-12 Network correct. this week. It's like, can't believe that league didn't make it. <laughs> wow. Well, that is a good segue into overreaction uh, Monday. We've got a big show. Jason Munns is going to join us later this hour. Um, we've got the list. We've got uh, football takes galore. It is. It's you know football's almost here. Well, it's real da- football. Cut down day. It's cut down day in the NFL. You know we've lost maybe a great one, a great money maker. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah. Oh okay. That'll mm-hmm. be interesting. But the big thing that happened in Memphis Day about a, uh, three hours ago or so, um, on the heels of Bill Hargrave's op-ed in the Commercial Appeal last Friday or on Friday. Uh, Bill Hargrave and Laird Veach spoke to the media ahead of Ryan Silverfield's week one press conference um, and talked about conference realignment and the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium renovations um, and uh, planned renovations. <laughs> planned renovations. The plans. Well, it was it was ripe for overreaction, Jeffrey. Um, not really anything big in terms of news. I would say, like we kind of had a sense from that op-ed, like. Okay. Here's the strategy. Um, yeah. Here's yeah, the message. Yeah, they're starting to feel a little pressure in terms of, ooh, are we going to get all the money we want? Is this going to happen on time? But it was expressed in words um, today, and it was really emphasized by both Laird Veach and Bill Hardgrave. This stadium is, in terms of conference realignment in their minds, it was the thing that held them out two, three years ago when Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston got in. It was one of the major things that other presidents and league administrators told them. And it is to them, I believe Laird Veach called it the last significant thing that they have to address truly as they move forward in conference realignment. And there was more emphasis put on, yes, conference realignment, Memphis may have been left out of this round again, but this is going to, the conference realignment is going to continue. And things are going to change in a year and we want to make all you can do is make sure you're ready for whatever unpredictable thing happens next and to give up to turn back you know turn back if you will end this charge would be foolish at this point because who knows what could happen next and Memphis could be on the right side of things even though i think we can both agree the last 2 3 years it feels like there's not a school that has had worse luck in all of this than Memphis. And I don't know if luck is the right word. It's turned out worse for Memphis than it feels like, given their aspirations, than like just about anyone else. 
I think Washington State and Oregon yeah, State that's might true. say you're what right. up. You're right. You're right. Washington, as of this, as of the last month, Washington State and Oregon State put Oregon State pushed ahead of Memphis because losing it once you had it, that that that's got to be a really terrible well, feeling. And unlike other members of the artists formerly known as the Pac-12, like they they get the most out. Like you can make the argument, Oregon State and Washington State are two of like the worst power five in terms of funding, like power mm-hmm. five athletic departments. And it feels like they maximize what they have in a similar fashion to like what Memphis does. But here they are on the outside looking in and it's not really, you know, if you're, if you're Oregon state and Washington state and you're looking at Cal somehow getting a life, life, uh, life raft, aren't you just absolutely furious? Yes, I think you are. Um, at the same time, you know, what for whatever reason, stand, you know, I mean, not whatever reason, it's it's academics, it's maybe it's complete program, if you will. Stanford, Stanford does have cachet that those other three schools doesn't don't. Yeah, but I think the problem is you're sitting there going, okay, they have cachet, but if but, all of this is getting driven by football, how does how does their cachet matter? Like their cachet is that they're one of the most prestigious universities with. Yeah. Outstanding, but it doesn't mean we bring Harvard into the Correct. into the ACC. Exactly. Harvard's in the Ivies for yes. a reason. Yeah, no, I can I can see your point there. But um, all in all, and and the other thing was, you know, so we got little things like, for instance, Laird Beach said, groundbreaking. If plans go as they're planned right now, on the new Simmons Bank Liberty State on those renovations would be early to mid January after the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and he said this. Um, he was asked, you know. Would you be willing to fundraise if you, you know, to make up some of the money if you don't get everything you want? And also, um, you know, how much do you actually want? How much is necessary to get done what you need, feel like you need to get done? And he said they, they've, they're open to fundraising. They've shared possibilities, but they can't really initiate that until they know how much money the city's going to give them. And then the way he phrased it on the actual money goes it's critical we invest as much as possible. Because as costs continue to escalate, we can see the pinch on the plans and everything we're trying to do. And it's also why it's critically important that we move forward as quickly as possible because that's going to do nothing but get worse. I would not sit here and say a specific number is critical, but I would say as much as possible is critical. Um, And so it was interesting to hear both. And then Hargrave, you know, was his – his line was, we have been, we are in, and we continue to be in the conversation. Um, and he went on to say, um, I thought his best line of the uh, press conference was, he called Memphis the a best-kept secret. Yeah, well-kept secret. He said, um, if there's a takeaway from what's expected of us, and this is like from, I, I asked him, like, what, what did you, what was the feedback he got this time, if you will? Because they keep talking about what the feedback they got two, three years ago, which was they had NCA compliance issues, the academics weren't where people wanted them to be, and the stadium isn't up to par for a major conference. And in their mind, they've addressed the compliance stuff. The IRP stuff is, you know, caused minimal damage to the basketball program. Um, they got R1 status in those two, three years since then. And in their minds for the last 16 months or whatever it's been they 
thought they were going to be renovating the stadium with state money. Um, and he said, if there's a takeaway from what's expected of us, I just think we have to make sure people know who we are. We are a well-kept secret, and we should not be a well-kept secret. Um, so, And he said, basically, he is going to do better moving forward about telling the story of the university uh, publicly. Um, and I guess here's here's my overreaction, Jeffrey. What I took from this this whole the press conference, this whatever this rollout has been over the last couple of days by the University of Memphis. Heat is on. Uh, and the heat is on Jim Strickland, Mayor Jim Strickland, to sort this out because it feels like, I don't know what, we're not, at, like, we don't have the Grizzlies and the Tigers and and the city at battle yet, but doesn't it feel like we're inching towards that a little bit? And, like, that's the last thing anyone should want from all of this. And, like, to me, it's now on the mayor's plate to sort, like, this should be a great thing. Literally, the state of Tennessee just handed over $350 million to Memphis. They've, like, never done that before in the history of the relationship between the city of Memphis and the state. And here we are, whatever it was, they, they got the money in April. Five months later, it's like, feel you know, it, we're no closer to allocating the money, it feels like, at times in all this. And, two, it just it feels like all sides are not on the same page here. All of a sudden, maybe not all of a sudden, but like publicly all of a sudden. And I don't think anyone wants that. And yet we're inch. It feels like we're inching towards it. You know, like even though the mayor's office doesn't want that, the University of Memphis doesn't want that, and the Memphis Grizzlies don't want that. And I'm not even taking into account there's other entities involved in this. Memphis 901 FC, the Redbird, like they're involved in this too. And they're not even in the discussion anymore. Yeah, it feels like... uh the Russian army's going over to the Ukraine border for quote unquote training exercises. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that either one of these entities it's, it's Hitler invading the Sudetenland. They're, they're making that, sure you like to that, to that analogy, like today felt like the university of Memphis in the past couple of days, making sure, Hey, if you make sure, you know, we're here too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's like, uh, I don't, I hate it. Cause I feel like both product or both projects should be done. And it feels odd to me. That something so great, getting literally $350 million from the state, that we've the city has never gotten something like that before from the state. How that has now turned, it's it, it sucks that it now feels like it's turning into a battle for funds. And, I, you know, like I said, it's the mayor should be commended for the process. Like, getting $350 million from the state, like that probably, while it, the process seemed pretty easy, all things considered, by the time it was announced. Probably wasn't easy behind the scenes making that happen. So I, I commend the mayor for doing that, but like it almost feels like he did a great job driving down to the 20. And ultimately, if you have to settle for a field goal or you turn the ball over on downs, if you can't punch it into the end zone, no one cares. You know, no one cares if you, you're good between the 20s. Like, you know, you know red, the red zone is where you're judged. And, like, it feels like we're in the red zone and things are not going right. And I would argue it's fourth and four. And so you've got the decision of do you kick the field goal? Yeah. Take some points. I, I think – so this is – there are a couple of thoughts that I had. Number one, I commend Bill Hargrave and Laird Veach for actually getting out and publicly mm-hmm. not only articulating their – their view, but also taking questions. Like I, mm-hmm. I tip my cap, commend them. The one thing that I would push back on, 
this idea that you have to you can't fundraise until you get some better clarity, I guess, is that kind of how you interpreted it? Like they basically said they they need to know for them to move forward on fundraising, they need to know how much the state is allocating or how much the city is allocating so that they know, I would assume, so they know how much they need to fundraise. Right. But okay. I see to your point, it's like, well, just fundraise just, as much as you can. Just fundraise. I've never <laughs> seen a situation in college athletics where someone goes, you know what, Mark? Well, I think we they, got we got too much funds. Well, I think they would too argue, many funds. They would argue this. Let's say they do a phenomenal job fundraising. Then it then it gives the the mayor an excuse not to give him as much money. No, I understand that it, it is. I understand it is a negotiation. Mm-hmm. I, I I can acknowledge that. I would also argue this. If you got, if you got, uh, let's say you wound up with like a fifty million dollar surplus of where you thought mm-hmm. you were going to be, something tells me you could find somewhere to use that money. Yeah, whether it be more on-campus facilities or you know upgrading, it's I'm not I'm not seeing a situation where the University of Memphis goes. You know what? All of our facilities are spot on. Oh no, they still need to build. Remember, they have those plans for the athletic village over sure. there. They want to build dorms on that campus. Maybe it, that maybe was you moving over some NIL stuff. I mean, you know what I mean? Maybe like I, yeah. my my point is, I get. What they're doing in the sense of this is a negotiation, you're right. Like, well, and they feel that if they don't get them, like, they basically, and they believe, and I think this is probably accurate, what was $200 million this year will be 250 to $300 million next year probably. And, right. so, and, like, they want to maximize the money, this gift from the state, essentially. And I understand where they are coming from. And I understand where the Grizzlies are coming from. And ultimately... It is on the mayor and the mayor's office to figure this out. You started this process. You did a great thing, but I think the heat is now on them to to figure this out. Now, I, I you know I did communicate with the mayor's office this morning. They sent me a statement, you know, from Jim Strickland, basically saying they feel uh, they've been this is very complicated and they are working on a solution. Here's the exact quote: We have been working diligently with all parties involved for the last several months. These stadium renovation projects and their respective funding streams are complex, and we hope to have a resolution that everyone can be proud of in the near future. That's that's officially from Jim Strickland, but it does it. It just it, like it just doesn't seem like things are going as planned. That's for sure at this point. The fact that now twice in three or four days you've had the University of Memphis out front publicly, like saying we need to push forward on this. Tells me, you know, like something has gone wrong in their plans, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like they are worried, maybe not necessarily about the amount of money, but the timing of when they're going to get it. And I, Laird Beach did drop a little hint of like, I guess the, um, I guess there's some deadlines coming up on the city's end that they have to meet for alloc- He didn't give specifics. It sounds like we will have some sort of resolution in the near future. Or at least in the, you know, in this, it'll be decided a lot sooner than before the beginning of January. But the reality is, if your solution is a solution that leaves either side severely pissed off, whether it's University of Memphis or the Grizzlies, that to me is not a solution. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, that's, I, I mean, that's not a solution. That's just, that's just delaying, you know, like that's just, like, that's just keeping, you know, what, Moving a simmering problem to the surface, if you will. Yeah, I think when you take a step back, let's ask the first question. The first question is, 
well, why are we here? Mm-hmm. Not even like a philosophical, but like, why have we gotten to this point where now the University of Memphis feels it is important that they publicly acknowledge this? Would you would you agree that that now they it? publicly like lobby? Let's be honest, Correct. they're lobbying at this Correct. point to like get the money now. Like we need the money now so we can keep we can keep on track with our plans because if we veer off track with our plans, two hundred million is not going to be enough. And while I would say this is not a drastically different message, this is a different message than what largely we heard all summer, which is we're confident, we're confident, we're confident. This is at least acknowledging there's something's gone wrong here in the, the process. That it's not it's not all good. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's a disaster, but it's there is an acknowledgement that things are not exactly going to plan. Mm-hmm. The bigger problem, though, to me is you have to look at it this way. Number one, for better or for worse, and I would probably argue for worse, the reality is in professional sports, facilities almost entirely are publicly funded. You have a few examples. You know, you have Kroenke, or Kroenke with mm-hmm. with SoFi. Mm-hmm. But look, can the we, NFL is a little different. Because, but I mean, like you look at Vegas was publicly funded. Mm-hmm. You look at, I think Jacksonville's like the Jags are going to kick in. They're going to kick in a significant amount, well, but the Jags are basically getting a new freaking here's, stadium. Here's the reality: the precedent in the NBA, specifically with these renovation of stadium of arenas, whether you look at Indianapolis, whether you look at Minneapolis, whether you look at Atlanta, the precedent that has been set is. The lion's share of the money is public is public money, and typically, as a sign of goodwill, the ownership group will kick in thirty to fifty million, something like that. some some sort of money that's not not a little, but also not like it doesn't change the overall. Like, yes, it's not the it's not the it's difference. more for PR purposes. It's not the difference between having a having a renovation that would be a ten out of ten, and I think if this was as like, simple as well, if Robert Parra drops thirty to fifty million in in addition to this, that'll solve everything. Correct. I, I, it strikes me that would have been hashed out if that was the case. So the like, if I break it down to what I think the actual issue is at hand, number one, the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium essentially needs replacing. Like it, it well, is, that no, they're not doing that though. I, okay, but hang with me here. Okay. Simmons Bank, like, you need essentially, you are trying to essentially gut the thing and make a new stadium, essentially. Well, that is not what they're doing. I, but that would be... That's the, what you need to do. In an, ide- in, in the, an ideal world, I think you'd knock the thing down and build a new correct. stadium. Right? Correct. Yeah. Further, it's through no fault, really, of anything other than timing, but FedEx Forum was built at a point in time in which that style of arena got outdated quickly mm-hmm. and not necessarily in terms of the functionality of the building in but in, revenue ter- in terms of the business model if you look at every other arena that has been built basically in the last 10 years it is a noticeably different plan mm-hmm. so because of that you're essentially having to basically build a new arena like mm-hmm. you're trying to flip essentially the lower and upper bowls. Like, so these are expensive, expensive projects. 
And now you've come to this point where you're trying to sit there and go, well, how can we get this done? And to me, it seems like there's basically two options at this point. See if you disagree, if you can come up with a third. I think we're all in agreement with all due respect to all the soccer fans. Like, that ain't happening. The stadium. No. Okay. First off, there were some heroes that immediately were like. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people were struck by that feels like something the state can say no to. The, the surprising thing was that Strickland and his administration were so adamant about getting the language changed so that there was a possibility. And I want to be clear. I want to thank everyone at 901 FC for immediately giving me renderings. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a renderings guy. Love it. But you could you could see the writing on the wall immediately like, okay, well, if that gets done, awesome. Like, that would be amazing. I'm all for building every stadium we can. I love them. AutoZone Park, I, it seems like we, aren't, we don't even discuss that anymore. No. They did get a new – they got a new scoreboard this year. I know, like, there's – I hear from people who, like, complain that the – you know, it's certainly – it's not what it was when it opened. Maybe even five years ago it's not what it was uh, in terms of – but I, I was there earlier this year. Like, it's – again, it could it use the money? Sure, yes. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I would actually make an argument, I think – that's more symbolically like I think that I would I would honestly like I always had whatever amount of money it was that was going to cost to do stuff to AutoZone. I had that third in my pecking order all along. Yes. Ahead of the soccer well, stadium. For two reasons. Number one, the amount of money it was going to take to, to yes. improve no, that no, place. was. I think you get, you get more correct. bang for your exactly. buck just updating correct. AutoZone Park a but little bit. Let, let's just say like it's very obvious at this point. We got two. We got yes. two projects that they're yes. focused in on. Mm hmm. So the scenarios that now to be fair, the mayor's office has not excluded anyone at this right, point. Right, but I'm saying like, let, yeah, yeah. Let, let's read the tea. Let's yeah, 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 no, I know that's what we're paid to do. Correct, read the tea leaves. The issue that I see is that the two scenarios that are developing are pretty unsatisfying. Scenario number one, you wind up divvying up the money, and you get two for lack of a better term, half-assed renovations Mm. to, you know, they're clearly, it's better. It's Mm -hmm. better than it was. Yeah. But it's either going to be done on the cheap. If we're, if we're going to use the word transformational, you you would not use that in your mind. And if you're divvying it up like that, you're not, you're not going to, you're going to get some new things, but it's not going to transform the buildings, if you will. To use the building metaphor, to me, it's the difference between Gutting a house mm-hmm. and having someone like updating the bathrooms, flipping the house. Yeah, essentially like, all right, we're gonna do the kitchen. We're gonna do the things that sell. Yeah, like we're getting the kitchen better, the and we're gonna better. the bathrooms better, yeah. and then we're we're gonna we're, we'll give get some fresh paint on correct. it. And, you know, yeah. correct. We're gonna paint this bad boy, but it's gonna be ready to sell. Mm-hmm. But this is not what you would do if you were making your forever home, mm-hmm. and that you wind up in that situation mm-hmm. for both the Forum and for Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. All right, that's one scenario. Mm-hmm. The other scenario to me, and maybe this is, it just, maybe it's not exactly like this, but it feels like where this is trending, it's either the Grizzlies are going to get all the money, if not most of the money, mm-hmm. or most of the money, if not all the money, and then you're left with Liberty Stadium, largely as is. And I understand there's the issue with, well, that's not really how the money was. Yeah, if you look at the wording of, 
the legislation that was passed in order to grant this money in the Tennessee State Assembly. It specifically mentions two structures. Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium for the purpose of furthering Memphis's cause for conference realignment, and it says FedEx Forum and the Grizzlies. Those are the only, Now, they had the language amended Correct. so that it was open-ended enough that if they, you know, that the soccer stadium and and base and AutoZone Park could also get this money, but the only two structures specifically mentioned were those two. And I do wonder, like I don't can you actually allocate I don't think there's a scenario and at least to me if you're going to you know go by the wording of the legislation like you can't just exclude Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium ultimately because it was in like it was specifically mentioned in the legislation or whatever you know bill whatever it was that they granted this money to the city so i just wonder about that part of it the legality even of just giving all the money to the grizzlies i guess the my question would be is who would challenge that? Now you could because well, not just would who my, would challenge it. Also, you could make the argument. Well, you know, renovating FedEx Forum is also it doesn't just help the Grizzlies. It also does help University of Memphis. They play their basketball games, and well, they they are going to have an easier time selling tickets to University of Memphis basketball games moving forward. Well, and furthermore, how many events happen a year at FedEx Forum? Mm-hmm. So we know there's 41 home games plus what three exhibitions. So and then you have playoff games. And you got you have, 20 Memphis games, and then you probably have what. 40 shows. Yeah, probably 100 events a year, I would guess, in there, something like that. Correct. And maybe more. I'm sure there's someone listening when the Grizzlies would say it's like 150, whatever it is. Probably not as many as they want, but it's also way more than Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. I mean, we're talking about at most seven home games, correct? Seven home games, the, the Southern, Southern Heritage Classic, Classic, and the bowl game. The bowl game. And then they've, you know, they've got USFL in there now. Um, they've got. Uh, you know, various festivals and stuff. You but know, that's like, usually never in the stadium. So in the stadium, though, yeah. we're talking about roughly you know, the Liberty Bowl All Star Game. Yeah, but you're no, probably that's at MUS. Oh, it is. You're they welcome. Moved it. Yeah, they moved it. We'll probably talk. You're probably talking about 25 event major events I a think year max. Yeah, something like that. I mean, that's to me. I think now my, to be fair, like in general, all football stadiums are kind of like that. No, there's a reason, but I think that's also why you see, like, using your original example of NBA arenas versus mm-hmm. football stadiums. Part of the reason why there's usually more public money mm-hmm. is because there are more events, like yeah. concerts. Every like, there's mm-hmm. way more, so it's a bigger revenue generator yeah. for the city rather than just a football stadium. No, and then what you've seen in the last ten years, really since Jerry World opened up, is not just it's the way you the way you sell it, so to speak, to the public is we're not just building a stadium. We're building an area, a whole Correct. area around it. And that's why the public money Multi- mixed use makes sense. Yeah, mixed use, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um but that's not really I don't th- I have not heard that discussed with FedEx Forum or Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. No, I mean, I I suspect that the Grizzlies would also like to have the the area around, yeah, spruced up, so uh, yeah. to speak. But again, that's not. It's clearly not been. We're not seeing the. They're not including yeah. in the renovations the. Well, I just transformation. I just I just hope. But again, hang on, let me. This is yeah. my overreaction. If I were convinced that there were even a seventy percent chance. If you fixed the Liberty Bowl or Simmons Bank Liberty seventy percent, you said. If you get, if you told me there's like a this improves your odds by like seventy percent mm-hmm. of getting into a big league. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden that changes my calculus. Gotcha. The problem that I have is you don't. You're not buying this whole like 
this is the one major thing left keeping us from a from a major conference. I am buying that they were told that. Yeah. But I also believe it's a lot like breaking up with a girlfriend. Yeah. Where I, I think that there were relationships that were involved in whatnot. I mean, we know that we know for a fact Laird Beach had Big Twelve ties. Yes. Like we we know that. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes when you're telling someone bad news, you soften it. Mm-hmm. And I'm still just not convinced that this is the one thing keeping them out. Yeah. Because I also look at it this way, and I'm I'm and for the record, like I'm not saying that that means they should pack up and no. give up. I think it is, I think they are, it is their responsibility to do everything that they can. But if you're talking about in terms of the city making the decisions, mm-hmm. this is not the school. Mm-hmm. If it's the city making the decisions, I do not think that you can factor in that giving this money will lead to yeah. the the power no, think, five or whatever. I, I, think, I don't. I don't. Think, I don't think given what's happened over the last two three years, you can. Right. responsibly say that you can responsibly say things are going to change more and maybe we'll have maybe we'll be in the mix the next time i think that is i think that is that sounds right to me things are going to change more and maybe memphis will be in the mix yeah but, but the, i don't biggest, got a lot I, i'm gonna the be big, honest the yeah. biggest problem that i see is i don't see a scenario in which college football in particular is expanding it seems like it is shrinking to me yeah and I just find it really hard to believe that building a new side of the stadium mm-hmm. is all of a sudden the difference between yeah. you being in and you being out. Yeah. No, it'll it will help. I don't know if it's like that's the thing that gets you over the top. Well, I mean, look at look at around the country. Look at how many schools had stadium plans. Now, like renovation plans. Now, I like, will say this. That. I will say this. You're right, it won't get you over the top. After you've made such a big deal of this over the last 18 months, if it's then delayed or whatever, that is going to make Memphis look bad. That is going to make Memphis look bad because uh, there's no doubt about that. Like if you delay this, if you have to, if they have to come out in January and say we can't start construction, I get what you're saying in the sense of, hey, look, Memphis, typical Memphis, they they don't have their act together. Do it. I, I get that. I still would make the argument that's not the deciding factor. Well, my my, I just, I think both pro, I think both projects need to be done, and there needs to be something figured out. Okay, here. but like I don't know that to me, the only problem with that argument is it feels very idealistic. Well, that's how I, that's I want. But like I think all four projects should be done. Mm-hmm. I think they should build the soccer stadium. I think they should redo AutoZone. I think they should do everything. So in your mind, what should they do? Should they give all the money to the Grizzlies right now and say? To the University of Memphis, hey, we got you, but it's going to be a little bit longer than we thought. Or what? What do you do? You have to. If you're Jim Strickland right now, you got to make a call in the yes. next. It sounds like in the next month or two, um, and that's why I say my my overreaction is just the heat. There's a lot of pressure on him at this point because if anyone comes out of this pissed off, that's not a. It's just not a great. That is not how this was supposed to go. Now I think it is fair to say I'd much rather have the University of Memphis pissed off at me than the Grizzlies. There's, I think I, I think you have to look at it this way. Yes, we can all, from a moral perspective, go. It is absolutely insane that Robert Pear is worth what twenty billion? What's he? I don't know. I don't know. I what it is. The luxury. He's one of the fifteen richest. He's owners. He's one of the five or ten most like richest owners in American professional sports. That's fair we to can say. all 
sit there and acknowledge. Remember the the Bill Simmons. Remember what was that? Oh, he's down. His stock must be down. He's down to ten point six billion net worth what according was, to Google. Any given Sunday, I think stadium. I think owners should pay for their own effing stadiums. Remember that mm-hmm. electric promo. Mm-hmm. We can all morally agree the guy that's worth ten billion dollars mm-hmm. should be paying for his own arena. That's not the way this works. It's just not. Mm-hmm. And to me. I think perhaps the only thing that would be more devastating to the city from a psychological perspective mm-hmm. than losing the Grizzlies mm-hmm. would be losing FedEx. Mm-hmm. But thank God that's been entrenched. Like, that's not really happening. Yeah. But to me, losing the Grizzlies psychologically is an unbelievable nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to operate that as, as such because it really boils down to this for me. The University of Memphis is not moving. It is mm-hmm. the University of Memphis. Mm-hmm. The Memphis Grizzlies, while that's I, never been on the t- like, that's not in fairness. Like that hasn't been a threat. When I think they've wanted to avoid, I I honestly think part of why it's it's been frustrating that they don't want to say anything publicly about any of this. And frankly, like I think they should have. I think I think some of this could have been avoided. And again, part of the, this is not on the Grizzlies; it's on all parties. Like it should have been made clear earlier. This is how much the Grizzlies need or want or whatever. And we don't have a. I'm assuming the mayor's office knows at this point how much they want or need. That's why we're going through the, all this. But this is public money. I've said this since last mm-hmm. week. It should This stuff should be out there publicly so that it could be in the public discourse. And we know sort of what is going on here rather than it sounds like a month from now or whatever, whatever this deadline is that Laird Veach alluded to today, we're going to get to that point. The mayor's going to decide something. And it might piss off the University of Memphis. It might piss off the Grizzlies. It might, you know, it might turn into a turf war because of it. And it feels to me, I don't know if it could have been, it, like, I don't know if it could have been avoided, but it feels like everyone involved wanted to avoid something like that. And now here we are. We're, like, inching closer and closer to that. And this was supposed to be a great thing. $350 yeah. million for free. I don't want to be hypocritical because, again, I feel like I was on this I was on this platform first and I pointed out guys, I'm not sure all this like this is not going to be like oh, all our hopes and dreams are coming true. Like I started doing numbers and like this doesn't add up in terms of being able to do all of this. Yeah. With that said, like the reality is you they should have like it shouldn't be like this unclear. Like, yeah. I'm saying, like, yeah, you can nitpick over a look, but it looks like they basically got the money and nobody had a plan. Yeah. Well, except, I'll be honest, except the University of Memphis. Like, he, the University of Memphis did have okay, a plan. But, and I, w- I would also point this out, because I told this to you in real time. I love, when they did the renderings of mm-hmm. the reimagined Liberty Ball, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah. 10 out of 10 A-plus renderings. I also immediately told you that is not 150 to 200 you million. Also said, you also said the soccer stadium didn't Correct. look like 55 million Correct. dollars or exactly. whatever they said. So, yeah. like Yeah. They they have been more transparent. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah. But at the same time, like I you know, it's it does feel like you know, it, it, like I said, there's gonna, there's a lot on Jim Strickland here. I, I really think like it is now he he went and he did a great thing going and getting this money. But if he screws up how it's allocated, no one's going to remember that he went and got the $350 million. No, it would probably be, uh, I think it would be the victory and cigar I just, on quite the limp home. Yeah, 
I just I just think if either side is pissed off, like there's there's compromises that need to be made ultimately in all of this. And so if if no one's going to get exactly what they want, but I think the last thing you want is for any side to be really pissed off about this. And again, I go back to I don't think it's as simple as we can give the Grizzlies everything because I think the wording of that bill, I think you have to give something to University of Memphis. And frankly, like, but the problem is the people that would be challenging it are the people that are allocating the money. What do you mean in terms of challenging? Like, it is up to well, the no, city. It's like someone from the state, Cameron Sexton, who but like really would, helped spearhead. Do you this. really think if? Do you really think if? Like, like hypothetically, mm-hmm. if they gave all three fifty to the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. do you really think the state legislature is going to sit there and go, no, 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 no? Um. Because I do not. I think I think from the state perspective, the professional team is definitely going to take priority. See, I don't know. If you listen to what Cameron Sexton said when he would talk about this as they were going through the process, he always mentioned the Liberty Bowl for, or whatever, Simmons Bank I, Liberty Stadium I, I, I understand that. But I'm saying, do you really think he's going to sit there and t- take some type of legal challenge? Because I would be stunned. I don't know. I I th- I don't think they I don't think they allocated three hundred fifty million dollars to a private business. I think they part of it was this is a state institution that needs this money too, and a city. Now you could argue FedEx Foreman is a city building, so like you that's could, you know, I I don't know. I want, but I I feel like both sides deserve what they want, or not what they want. Both sides deserve money for their projects, and there's. I, there's got to be a solution that's better than whether it's giving all the money to the Grizzlies or giving a bunch of money to University of Memphis because they're ready now and pissing off the Grizzlies um, and saying someone else, the, the next mayor will figure out the Grizzlies part of this. There's got to be a better solution than that. I, you know, I know they've been working through it for months, and that's why I say the pressure is on Jim Strickland now because you've got – it feels to me you've got two sides that are like – gearing up for a war that they don't want to be involved in. Yes, like that's I, what it I, I, that's what it feels like. And so like, you know what the solution to that is? Let's avoid the war. Yeah, I don't know. This is Jason Munns was at the press yeah. conference earlier today. Let's get his thoughts on the whole situation. Also talk to him about Ma- Malcolm Dandridge's return and maybe is this a week we learn about DeAndre Williams? Jason Munns, the Tiger basketball beat writer from the Commercial Appeal will join us next. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. FM ESPN. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jason Munns is the Tiger basketball beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He's on Twitter. At Munsley joins us each and every Monday on the program. Muns, what are we listening to? This is Rooney, Jeffrey. It's uh, it's the song called "Believe in Me." Summer Roberts loved Rooney. Seth Cohen loved Rooney. The real ones know what I'm talking about. I believe Rooney actually played on the OC season one. I'll still go to the grave. Season one of the OC is as good as 26 episodes you can get in television. I was introduced. I don't know anything about that because I've never seen an mm-hmm. episode of the OC. But, it's on Max. Go uh, ahead. Go ahead, and you're welcome. I, <laughs> I was introduced to Rooney from like one of the one of the Madden soundtracks. They had a song yeah, on, uh, Shaken, on right? Or not, was it Shaken? I think it was Blue Side. It was Blue Side. Yeah, yeah. That maybe was. it was a Tiger Woods. Maybe it was Tiger. No, Woods. it's it one. one of it was one of those EA Sports games. You're you're definitely right. Yeah, that's where I was introduced. But uh, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know. In any band that, na- that names itself after a character from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it. All right, you were at the press conference today. What'd you make of it? Uh, whoo. a lot um, a lot of ways you can go with that. Yeah, the floor's yours. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I felt like it was. Uh, I felt like it was kind of necessary. I mean, I guess that's how so. You know, just just because. It's okay. So the 350 million was passed in April. We are almost in September, and we still that money still hasn't been allocated. And Memphis has been saying since like a year and a half ago that it. Well, I don't know if it's been saying that long ago, but they've been saying for a very long time. Like this, it is not a secret. It is not a surprise. Memphis has wanted to. Uh, begin renovation. They, they said the day they announced these season. plans that they wanted to begin after the tw- after they wanted to start after this season ended. So, so like May 2022, we're talking more than a year ago. They said that. Yes, I know the the renderings were released like the day that I flew to France. So the, that was, yeah, May. The plan, I was I was in an, the Atlanta airport headed to San Francisco for Game Six of Grizzlies Warriors when that all went down. I just remember. I distinctly remember the they had it. The timeline was put was put out that day of 
The yeah. plan would be after the 2023 season will start, the 24 season will be played in like a construction zone essentially with modified seating. And the plan, yeah. the hope was you'd be done for the start of the 2025 season. Yeah. And, and again, that was more than a year ago and the money still hasn't been allocated and the money has been, you know, you've known you were getting the money since April of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just, it's like, it was, it seems very clear that, uh, I mean, they said it even a couple of times. I think each, each person said it, uh, Laird VJ and Bill Hargrave said, you know, like we need this, we need this process to get going um, mm-hmm. because we, because we want to, we want to uh, stick to our timeline. And so, you know, it, it, it does, it feels like something had to happen like this in order to get the ball rolling again. I mean, I don't know if it's going to work, but it, it feels like it, it was, like I said before, it feels like well, it was necessary. Well, here's the question. Something needed to happen. Here's the question. Where's that ball rolling? You know, like, where, you know, is this like, because this, this is starting to feel like Indiana Jones running away, you know, like running away from the big boulder, you know, and like we're, you know, some, this, what was, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's concerning that it feels like in the end, Memphis is getting $350 million from the state for nothing, essentially. And yeah. now it's starting to feel like, like, this isn't going to, you know, like no one's going to end up being happy from all of this. And it feels weird that to say that, that $350 million in money from the state, something the city's never, I don't think ever gotten something like that allocated from the state could turn into, you know, it certainly feels like there's, you know, concern, if you will, on how this is going to ultimately be executed at this point. I think it's fair to say that given the comments they made today. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm quite, ready to say that uh that people should you know that like there should be worry or concern i mean i think you may have even asked later something along those lines i said what's the level of concern about all of this i believe is what i asked yeah and his his were his response he was like i don't think there's any concern that it won't get done Mm -hmm. like and i and and i'm choosing to trust what he's saying there that they they still firmly believe and have faith that that you know they'll they'll get to be able to get to work on on the renovations eventually. But they just I, it, it does seem like they are concerned that it is almost September 2023, uh, really bearing down on uh, the initial on, on you know the big the big part of the de- the big part of the timeline that they want to start renovation work after the season and they still don't have a clear like path forward. Um, they, they've just sort of hit this uh, hurdle and, you know, they're in, it seems to me like they're choosing to be proactive and, and light a fire under somebody. Do you think there's an avenue where this doesn't get messy? Uh, I, you could look at it. You could look at today's thing and say, it's kind of already getting a little bit sticky, you know. Like, uh, yeah, but don't you feel like it's still officials. like it, it, it's clear? It's clear there's posturing, but mm-hmm. it, it still doesn't feel like. I agree with you. It feels sticky, but it still doesn't feel messy yet. Yeah, I feels guess. like it feels like uh, you got some leakage of your honey on your uh, your biscuit leaking out on your right. hands, but like it, your whole hand's not destroyed yet. Right, and and I guess so. Your question is like, 
or is it inevitable that yeah. it's going to get messy? Yes. Um, mm, I don't know. Somebody smarter than me is going to have. To I think it that honestly. One. I think the answer is it depends what the ma- what what does yeah. the mayor end up doing ultimately here? How does yeah. w- when the mayor makes this announcement, whenever that is, that's when we'll know if it's going to get messy or not. I would think. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, right now, it does feel a little bit like, you know, listen, as you put it, as you put it, like, they, we're doing some training exercises at the mm-hmm. border. Yeah. No, no, there's no, 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 one, no, no. There's no active wars like, here or anything. Yeah, we've only moved 150,000 troops, but again, we're just training exercises. <laughs> just training just exercises. Just training exercises. Yes. Yeah. That's, it feels like we're in that, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just, I, I really, you know, may, you called it idealistic. I just, I, I am hopeful still that both of these projects will get done in some form or fashion and people will be maybe not ecstatic. All sides won't be ecstatic, but it'll be something. I I truly believe this will get sorted out eventually. It might get messy, but I do think when push comes to shove, there will be a new FedEx forum and there will be a new Simmons bank Liberty stadium. I'm just, you know, it's unclear how we get there exactly at this point. Um, Even though it seemed like it was clear. And that's what's that's right. what I guess is concerning. Yeah, and and then there's still the question of whatever ends up happening at the by the end of this, is it going to be, is it going to is it going to satisfy, you know, fully? Are, are both sides going to be sitting there at the end of it going, well, we didn't get everything we wanted? Well, I think that's inevitable. I think it's inevitable that the Grizzlies are not going to get everything they if this is going to work. The Grizzlies are gonna are gonna make concessions, and the University of Memphis is gonna make concessions. Uh, it's see, just I, a qu- here, here's where I'd push back. I think it's inevitable that Memphis is gonna feel slighted to a certain degree. Mm. I do think there's a. But path I still think the, the Grizz- I, I think there's a path where the Grizzlies get all of it, or most of it. I, I to me, like those are the scenarios that I'm like I, I do think your scenario is on the table in mm. that you get. You get two, you know, essentially both parties feeling like they didn't get the best deal. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's a scenario where Memphis gets the university gets the shower, whatever Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, because I guess you can't technically say yeah. it's the university stadium. Yeah, because ultimately, and I think the Grizzlies would make this argument like FedEx Forum again, FedEx Forum renovations also help the University of Memphis. Like it's not like doing the like FedEx Forum renovating FedEx Forum is only going to help the Grizzlies. It's also going to help the University of Memphis sell basketball tickets. It will. The, the way they're gonna, could, yeah, like it will. It's, it's not like nothing. It's not like nothing's gonna. You know, the Memphis is gonna get nothing. Now, the reality is the reason why they want. You know, they Memphis wasn't clamoring for FedEx form renovations. The Grizzlies are for sure. <laughs> like, yes, you know, to like, be clear, yeah, <laughs> like to be clear. Um, and again, I understand the Grizzlies' position in all this in the sense that, you know, if you're gonna stay here long term, you want to have a building that can be viable long term and. While today, maybe it feels like, you know, you're thinking, man, the Grizzlies, you know, that building just opened 20 years ago or whatever, FedEx Forum. It can't be that out of date. And you're probably right. But 25 years from now, it might be, you know, like if you're going to sign a new lease, you know, and so you want to be in an arena that you can be in long term. Um, There's not an easy answer here, but I just keep. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas. Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. 
Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.